Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Saturday Night Live in Las Vegas. It's also Christmas Eve. The Sunday Bet Prep Show, Scott Spritzer, Matt Humans, and uh, NFL Week 16. We're in the middle of it right now, Scott. It's a very uh, odd feeling to have here on a Saturday night to have mm. most of the NFL schedule wiped out and not a lot to look forward to, but it's been an eventful day in the NFL. Absolutely. I mean, we've seen some crazy stuff happening. Uh, end of games, having some things happen that could have changed who's going to cash the point spread just like a normal NFL Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but it's been a real busy Saturday. we still got three games to go on Sunday, one that I happen to be very interested in, and then, of course, Monday Night Football. And I think we both have a contest play in that Monday Night Football game. So still a lot to talk about, wrapping up what's happened, what to look forward to next week, and, of course, what happened earlier today. Uh, nothing like the NFL to ruin your Christmas Eve. <laughs> if you had the Patriots, if you had the Eagles – like me, uh, but oh well, that's the way it goes. When you bet the NFL, those are the risks you take. And uh, I'm not going to say the Patriots were the right side today, but I do. I will say the Eagles were the right side. But that- I'm, I'm not going to argue there. <laughs> I, I had, although I, I really did think Dallas would outscore them 13 nothing and have every break go their way in the final five minutes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I of had course. Dallas. Yeah. I uh, texted that to uh, our friend Dave Koken. And he goes, all that matters, you put it in the win column. And I'm like, thank you, Dave, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, I'd give it up on it. There's no way I thought they were going to get the job done. And uh, I don't know, this Dallas defense all of a sudden, I mean, the last few weeks has looked a little shaky. They got no pressure on Minshew mm-hmm. for most of that game. Uh, well, Parsons they, played. He didn't get any pressure on him for the most part. Right, until know, the so, final drive. Until the final drive. And then they yep. get pressure on him, and yep. uh, he can't get in the back door or can't get the win. 
Uh, I thought the whole time, I thought the Cowboys are probably going to come back and win this game by three. That's what I was thinking, too, which would have helped you, and yeah. I would have been sitting here all unhappy on Christmas Eve. But uh, <laughs> I really did. I thought they were going to win, but I thought it was going to be, you know, 37-34 final score. Yeah. That's the way it was going to go. I saw when they scored. I, I just didn't even care about the rest of the game. I flipped on another game or whatever, and I turned it back, or I grabbed my app, and I see 50 seconds later they got the ball again. And then I read what happened and all that kind of stuff. And then, of course, they get the touchdown, and Philly drives all the way to the Dallas 40 and, and comes up empty. But uh, And you mentioned the Cincinnati-New England game. I mean, it looked like it was all Cincy. And then it, after halftime, they really didn't do anything. And what was it, a two-point conversion? Was it, they, they, no, they missed, a, they missed the extra point. Not a two-point conversion, but missed extra point makes the difference in that one. So hmm. if you start throwing things. Is that what happened? I was trying to erase my memory of the two missed extra points. I didn't kicks have that game. And the failed two-point conversion. <laughs> and the fumble inside the 10-yard line on first and goal. Oh, that too. Okay, yeah. that too. Uh, Patriots, I had plus three and a half. They lose by four. 22 to 18 to the Bengals. And uh, the Bengals close minus three. Total of 41 and a half. And that Patriots fumble big for the side and total sure. at the end. And uh, stays just under that total with a 40-point score. But anyway, two really eventful games, and uh, hopefully you weren't on the wrong side of both of those. Uh, let's get to Sunday morning, a game that's got heavy betting action at this point, and it looks mysteriously like more of it from the sharp side is on the underdog. Packers, Dolphins in Miami, and this kicks off the triple header on Christmas Day. Circa opened the Dolphins' five-point favorites, briefly went to six, it's been slowly nosediving all week to the point where the Dolphins are now three-and-a-half-point home favorites. Scott, I'm surprised that there is sharp money on the Packers here. I really didn't anticipate it was going to be that will be the case. But it's not like the Sharps are always on one side of the game. you got plenty of Sharps, sure. I'm sure, on the Dolphins too. But it's just that there's enough sharp money to, to drive this number down from five or six down to three-and-a-half. I, I jumped on the Dolphins in this game. I ended up laying four, thinking it's not going to go any lower. And mm -hmm. it, it did in a couple of couple of shops. But you know, they were one half of a two-team teaser for me last week, Green Bay, so it cashed. And the problem is, is that they faced a badly banged up Rams team, as we know, and a quarterback in Baker Mayfield that in two games with the Rams has had one really good quarter and seven not-so-hot quarters. Yeah. And that's not going to be the case, potentially, when, you, when they go up against the Dolphins. They're not facing a team that's badly banged up for one thing, and they've got a little bit better quarterback that they're going to face than Baker Mayfield. So they're not too hot either, other than a couple of wins against so-so football teams coming into this game. And that's one of the reasons I jumped on Miami. I thought Green Bay on the two-game win streak, but look who they played, look who they caught. They caught those teams at the right time. They were already weak opposition. And I look at Miami, and you know, as it's been reported everywhere. Everybody knows about this if you dive into this. Play the toughest schedule in the NFL. They got the number five yards per point uh, differential in the NFL against that ultra-tough schedule. They can sling the football. They can slow down opposing running games. So I'm looking at this game, and I'm thinking, my gosh, if they can be focused in this contest, four seems awfully fair to me if you're mm -hmm. going to back the chalk in this one. Of course, Miami looking to snap the three-game losing skid. But again, look who they lost to. They lost to the Niners. They lost to the Chargers. They lost to the Bills. Two of those three games were winnable at the end, or close to the end of the game, and all three were on the road in succession. So it's it's a situation where, I don't know, I just I, I can't go with the Sharps in this game. If I get beat, I get beat. But I decided to make a play on, a play on Green Bay, uh, excuse me, on Miami and lay the points. You know, this team's 12-3 and three against the spread at home against teams with a losing record. 
they normally win and cover against the teams they're supposed to beat. As far as I'm concerned, they're supposed to beat Green Bay this week. That's a brutal road trip. I mean, you can't you can't line up anything tougher than that, where you have to go to San Francisco, L.A., and then to Buffalo to finish yeah. it off. And I thought the Dolphins played their best game in inclement weather in Buffalo a week ago when it was cold. Yep. It, wasn't, it wasn't snowing like we thought it was going to be. But still, everybody thought the Dolphins would look like a fish out of water in sure. that game and cold and snow in Buffalo, and that wasn't the case. I thought Tua looked much better than he did on the West Coast, and the Dolphins in general uh, played much better than they had in those losses to the 49ers and Chargers. So they've lost three in a row following, following a five-game win streak. Look at these patterns for the Dolphins this <laughs> season. Win three in a row, lose three in a row, win five in a row, lose three in a row. Streaky teams, Scott. And, and look at the teams they beat from yeah. like week seven through week 12. It was almost the opposite of what they faced the last three weeks when they lost three in a row. But you know, even when they beat Detroit, I know it was a four-point game. I know Detroit put up 27 points. But before today, that was kind of before Detroit clicked in, clicked, got it together and started clicking on offense and scoring a ton of points and also playing better on defense. So they beat them uh, before Detroit really started getting it together. And then, of course, we see what happened to the Lions today. But they've had a weird schedule. Soft slate followed by three of the toughest trips you could make in a row in the NFL for the most part. And now they come home. And what I liked about Tua last week, we were sitting here doing that show when they were playing. And if you watched him in the cold, he was having no problem slinging the ball. I mean, he didn't complete all those passes. wasn't ultimately accurate. But the bottom line was is that he was able to grip the football and for the most part get it close to where he wanted it to be. It wasn't like there was a problem out there in the cold weather like some guys have when they're not used to playing in the cold. So, again, listen, if I get beat, I get beat with I think is the with the better team on my side with Green Bay and laying a very fair number. I actually, my advanced number before uh, the lines came out for this game, I had uh, the Miami Dolphins a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Green Bay. So it did come down from that. Uh, but my number still says six and a half. I don't got to worry about where the bets are coming in. And uh, I think they're a good two and a half points better than this number right now. Three points if you look at what it is uh, at a couple of books with them laying only three and a half. What I keep hearing this week is that the Packers are building confidence. They've won two in a row. they got to win. They know the, they're in must-win situations to get to the playoffs. Okay, all that's fine. I don't factor much of that into the handicapping, Scott. Mm-hmm. It's just are the Packers good enough to go yeah. to Miami? and win or take this game down to the wire, I'm not sure the Packers are good enough. I understand all the incentive and everything like that, but if you look inside the numbers, and even at Aaron Rodgers, uh, man, Rodgers has not had one 300-yard passing game all season. Mm-hmm. And it seems like when the, when the Packers have success with the run, they go away from it and don't stick with it. And uh, I don't think they're playing to their strengths as a football team. And I just question whether or not they're good enough to go to Miami and get this thing done against a desperate Dolphins team that's lost three in a row. And the Dolphins are just better. They are better. It's going to take mistakes and miscues by, I think, Miami to to lose this football game. Doesn't mean they can go out and play a good game and only win by three. But for them to lose this game, they got to contribute uh, to Green Bay's cause. And again, to me, it just seems like you're, you're selling high, so to speak, or maybe buying low on Miami, but selling high on Green Bay based off of wins over the Bears and the Rams. You know, yeah, so oh, I just yeah. I, I just think it's, it's that kind of a situation. So I, I, I had to jump on Miami here. And you look at Green Bay. I mean, listen, they've covered three of their last ten on the road, so it's not like they go away from home and all of a sudden, you know, get it together and able to play well. I don't trust Aaron Rodgers yet with the hand injury, his mm-hmm. thumb. We haven't seen him have to sling the ball around in a high-scoring game. And I think if they win this football game, they're going to have to put some points on the board. They're going to have to hit some deep routes, and he's going to have to make some pinpoint passing throughout this game. I don't think it's going to happen against Miami. I really don't. What was interesting about Tua 
in that game against the Chargers in L.A., he started three for 17. Right. And a lot of those passes were fluttering, and uh, he looked really bad. Sure. And in the cold and sometimes snow at Buffalo, he looked so much better. Yeah, that's and crazy. I couldn't figure out why he looked better as a passer in Buffalo than he did in Los Angeles the week before. And I think that's what, kind of what fooled a lot of handicappers in that game was going into it was, hey, if Tua looked that bad in L.A., what's it going to look like in Buffalo? Yeah. And I'm but sitting that, there with a the teaser on. But that wasn't yeah. the case. I had the, I had the Bills on a teaser. Right. right. Three and, and, and one of the yeah. reasons I didn't play and lay all those points is because I thought there was a, maybe a little bit too much made of what he had done the week before with his passing or lack of passing. Oh, okay. And I, I hate that when you're capping a game. I know you got to look at the weather and all that kind of stuff. But when you see emotions or you base things on what the weather might be, I think you're just asking for trouble. And Tua showed that he could handle the situation. Well, speaking of emotions, I think uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers had a lot of it going into uh, the game against the Raiders on Christmas Eve. It's not too often you see a situation like this. The 50-year anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, and before we can have the celebration on Christmas Eve, Franco Harris dies a few days before that. Emotional night in Pittsburgh. Kurt Warner had something to say about it on NFL Network. I thought he was very eloquent in the way he was talking about Franco Harris and what he means uh, to him and especially to uh, the NFL and the history of the game. And uh, we're going to hear from Kurt Warner uh, later. We have a stacked guest list tonight. Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director, is going to join us here uh, in the first hour. Mike Pritchard, former NFL player and VSIN analyst in hour number two. And Scott Kellen, one of our regulars, NFL handicapper in the final hour. We're also going to hear from Chris the Bear Felica on some college bowl action during this show on Sunday Bet Prep. Stay tuned. Back here in a couple minutes, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to segment of Sunday Bet Prep presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're seeking. But Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store near you at zen.com at zyn.com today. Bill 80 of VSIN can vouch for all of this because he often has a pouch in his lip. Warning, this product contains nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. All right, back here on uh, Sunday Bet Prep. Uh, we've talked about the Cowboys' victory over the Eagles, the Bengals' victory over the Patriots, and uh, previewed the Packers-Dolphins game on Sunday. we got a triple header. We have a lot of ground to cover uh, tonight, but the Raiders and Steelers playing on Christmas Eve is a special game for a lot of different reasons. And Scott, you're a guy a little bit older than me, but we both appreciate the history of the NFL, especially sure. going back to the 70s and Franco Harris and what he meant to the Steelers uh, teams in the 70s and 80s, a star running back out of Penn State who played a significant role in the uh, history of the NFL and what, one of the most, I guess, iconic plays in the history of the league. Oh, yeah. I mean, this – the Steelers and the and the significance of the Pittsburgh Steelers, even from a betting perspective, with Black Sunday and all that kind of stuff yeah. uh, that went on back then. Now I was really young. Uh, I don't think I'd even touched parlay cards yet. I was like four or five. I had another year or two to go before we hit the parlay cards, and then. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I can remember watching, yeah. you know, the Steelers when I was that young, and I was a huge Minnesota Vikings fan. Growing up where I did, you were either a Chiefs fan or a Vikings fan. I love Fran Tarkington, the Purple People leaders, Chuck Foreman, all those guys, Ahmad Rashad, and. 
I hated Pittsburgh with a passion after the 16-6 Super Bowl win. Yet, of course, you had, you know, 50 years ago, the situation with Franco and the Immaculate Reception. And it became a respectful hate. And then all of a sudden, about, oh, don't know, halfway through the Bill Cowher years, I became a fan uh, when I allow myself to be a fan of any sport. I love watching Pittsburgh. I love that identity. You know, there's few organizations that know their identity for decades. It's like the Islanders, you know, with Billy Smith and Goal and Butch Goring and those guys back in the day, the Montreal Canadiens back in the day, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, going back to the 70s. They just have that, you know what you're going to get out of Pittsburgh, and Mike Tomlin has followed in those footsteps of the previous two coaches and has done a fantastic job. So, you know, there's just so many memories with this football team. And like Terry Bradshaw wasn't the most talented guy out there. And if it wasn't for the players around him, obviously he probably doesn't win one Super Bowl. Guys like Franco, Rocky Blyer, Mike Webster up front. I mean, they just made that team one of the most incredible watches you could see uh, on a given Sunday in the NFL. And I just enjoyed watching this team even when I hated this team. Right. Uh, but I will say this, Franco Harris has received, as you know, uh, just tremendous tributes from former players, coaches, current players that have met him, of uh, being just a class act. And they always talked about, one of the things I always heard him talking about is how much he cares about the person he's talking to. And, uh, you know, I know you, you had talked a little bit earlier about Kurt Warner saying some things. We're going to hear that in a bit. But he was such a class act and such an icon of the Pittsburgh area, Matt, that it became for me one of those is- issues this week where I have a small play on the Steelers, and I made it the day before Franco passed away. And I don't get involved in the emotional aspect of things that are atypical or abnormal from the upcoming football game as this tragedy was. And so I get a little bit completely taking that emotion out of it just from a better. I get to that point where I'm like, man, this is not a place where I want to be is laying points with the Pittsburgh Steelers after something like that happens. And it was a small play. They still you know, are in a situation where you could have a win out of Pittsburgh. But the bottom line is, is like I try not to get into the motions of it all. Jack Snow I worked with many, many years back in the day, and I used to ask him about those things. What do you do when something happens off the field that affects a team that they're not used to have happening as they're preparing for an opponent? And he used to say, just get it out of your head because five minutes into the game, it's X's and O's, it's matchups, who has more talent, who makes the better plays, and that's it. And I'm not so sure that that's the case here because he was such an icon for Pittsburgh, the city, uh, the part of that state, and NFL in general, but it made me a little bit less, as far as liking Pittsburgh this week, it made me like them a little bit less because mm-hmm. of the emotion of it all. Anyway, it, I didn't mean to go off on a rant there or whatever, but you know, just some thoughts on what I've learned <clears throat> over the years. You know, No, uh, we were going to talk about how the emotional aspect plays into it in, in terms of a handicapping angle. I don't really put anything into it at all. I think some people might say, hey, it's a boost to the Steelers. Other Others, like you, might think it it could be a negative thing that detracts from the Steelers' routine. And uh, I've seen it work both ways. So I I really didn't factor it into the way I looked at the game at all. But let's uh, first, let's hear from Kurt Warner talking about Franco Harris, by the way, who was a first-round draft pick. This is the 50th uh, year anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. You know, I grew up as a Dallas Cowboy fan. So, you know, my years growing up where I was, you know, formed as a fan of the game, there was a respectful dislike uh, for Franco Harris because I watched him beat my Cowboys in Super Bowls and, you know, the great phenomenal player that he was, but he was on the other side. And over the years, I got the opportunity to meet Franco and, and sit down and talk to Franco, whether that was at Hall of Fame events or, or different NFL events over the years. And it took me about two minutes for that dislike, uh, you know, to disappear because 
I'm not sure there was a sweeter spirit uh, of any NFL player that I've ever met. Uh, so much kindness, uh, so much humility. When you sat down and talked to him, and he was an icon, a guy that I watched growing up that helped me fall in love with the game of football. But every time I had a conversation with him, he made it about me. You know, he wanted to know what was going on in my life. And I think that was just the epitome of who he was as a player, as a teammate, uh, as an all of famer and as a person, um, was it was always about uh, the bigger picture. It was always about everyone else. And, um, you know, he is going to be missed. All right, Kirk Warner on NFL Network, former uh, NFL quarterback, and I think he, he talks about, kind of sums it up well there, what Franco Harris was like as a man. So now, nowadays, Scott, when a running back gets strapped in the first round, people go berserk. You can't, you can't waste a yeah. first-round pick on a running back. <laughs> Franco Harris was a pretty good pick by the Steelers back in 1972 as a first-rounder out of Penn State. I had kind of forgotten he played his first 12 years with the Steelers, and you know where he played his final year. Where was that? Seahawks. Oh, that's right. He did, yeah, he went to Seattle. I would have never remembered that if you didn't bring it up. You yeah. tend to forget those things sometimes when a guy plays. You, you associate his right. entire career with the Steelers. Nah, he did play one more year with the Seahawks, uh, his final year in the NFL. Uh, but it was interesting, too, that Kurt Warner said he grew up with a Cowboys fan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so at that time, it was the Cowboys and the Steelers. And uh, the Steelers usually got the best of the Cowboys. Let's talk about uh, today's top game. Cowboys held off the Eagles 40-34. to And if you bet the Eagles and uh, we're getting plus six at one point this week, which I actually did get plus six, but, Scott, I lost the contest pick. Right. You know, I'm plus five and a half, and then the other contest plus four and a half. So uh, that's no consolation. I pushed on the bet, but whatever. Felt like you should have won it. You're up with the Eagles 34-27. Midway through the fourth quarter, Cowboys get a touchdown to tie it up. Fine. Eagles get the ball back. Minshew interception on a hell of a play by the DB. Cowboys kick a 48-yard field goal with 2.19 to go. They go up three. Eagles get the ball back. First down, fumble. And the uh, Cowboys, and instead of going for it on fourth and goal at the two, uh, they tried to draw the Eagles offside. They kicked the field goal to go up six. Gardner Minshew drives Philly. All the way down the field, uh, in the end of the red zone, where it looked like he was going to have a legitimate chance to maybe win the game, and then the Cowboys defense finally, defensive front finally uh, showed up and put some pressure on him and uh, forced forced him into situations where he didn't have anything working there. Forty thirty four is the final. Flies over the total, and the Cowboys come back for an unlikely cover uh, to win by six. In order to win contest, in order to go on winning yeah. streaks, you got to have good luck. I mean, just have to happen, and 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 this is a situation where Philly was the better play, the better team, I should say, uh, the old uh, right side wrong result for those who were on the Eagles. Never did I feel that Dallas was going to cover that point spread, Matt, after that pick six by Dak. Which, by the way, can they teach a quarterback how to go after the ankles or the knees tackle rather yeah. than jumping up on a guy's shoulders who's twice your size? Oh, boy, and and then watching him run another forty yards for the touchdown. So from that <laughs> point, I never felt that the Dallas Cowboys were ever in a position. To cover, And I really felt when they kicked that field goal that they're either going to win by this final score, 37-34, or it's going to go to overtime on a late Philly field goal because Dallas wasn't stopping Philly. And I was going to lose because one of the teams are going to win by three in overtime. That's the only feeling I had about that game. And I wish I could say that I stuck around and watched the last two minutes. I didn't do it. I'm like, it's 37-34. <laughs> I've lost this game. I'm done. I'm going to flip on another game. I go on my app and I see what happened. And I'm like, holy cow. And, you know, I... 
it was a situation where Dallas's defense never came to play until that really that final drive. And they needed help from Minshew, you know, and he played well for the most part, but they needed help from him to be able to win that football game. And Cowboys futures, I'd be a little a little scared right now with the way their defense has looked of late. As far as Philly, didn't bother me at all the way they played and lost. When they get Hurts back in there, this is still the team to beat, I think, in the NFC. Yeah, I don't think you downgrade the uh, Eagles at all uh, for that right. uh, loss today, of course. And uh, Gardner Minshew, 24 for 40, 355 yards, two TDs, two picks. Difference in the game, Eagles turned it over four times. They lost two fumbles through two picks. Cowboys had the uh, Prescott pick six, but that was it in terms of turnovers. And the Cowboys win by six and cover. Quick break, we come back. Johnny Avello of DraftKings joins us. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right. I asked Scott Spreitzer today, what does VSIN mean to you? He said, well, to me, VSIN is a gift that keeps on giving. Become a VSIN Pro <laughs> subscriber for only $79 and get access to everything we do now through the big dance. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, betting splits, deep dive betting reports, college bowl coverage, and a lot more. This is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift and get VSIN Pro access all the way through the end of March Madness. Only $79. VSIN.com slash subscribe. All right, Scott Sprites or Matt Eumann's back here in the Sunday Bet Prep Show with Johnny Avello of DraftKings. And Johnny, you have a big family gathering here uh, tonight on Christmas Eve, and uh, you're about to play a big game of Family Feud, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true, Matty. It's a game where uh, my wife and I come up with all the questions and the answers, and then we put the, the uh, we break the group into two and they answer. And then we give out gift certificates to the winner, our gift cards. Johnny, you scared me for a little bit because in the Sprites or household back in the 70s and 80s, we had family feud almost every night, too, when the cousins and every, all the uncles got together. But it was uh, More nothing feud. to do with what you're talking about. <laughs> it usually started to take a place about three hours after the party started. <laughs> so I guess, you guys are bringing out the guns, huh? <laughs> <laughs> nothing like the uh, Avello version where Johnny walks around and plays the role of Richard Dawson. No, okay. no, no, there was nothing of that going on. Okay. All right. Let's get to that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. By the way, follow DraftKings on Twitter at DK Sportsbook. Uh, plenty of information up there about uh, where the betting action is going on these games. And, Johnny, uh, we're in the middle of NFL Week 16 here. It's been a, kind of a cra crazy Saturday with some uh, pretty interesting point spread results. Tell me what have been the biggest decisions uh, for you at DraftKings one way or another. Yeah, there's been a lot of decisions. Uh, a lot of them went our way, though, Matt, and that's good. Um, so... You know, the, the Bills the bills were in a, a lot of parlays today, money line parlays, along with the, with the Chiefs. So, you know, those two games uh, alone just, uh, you know, co-mingled with each other. Those were, those, those were tough games for us, um, you know, going with other things. But we, we did good on the, um, you know, a couple of, the Cowboy game was pretty good for us because uh, they came in on the Eagles late that, that was a funny game of movement all week. We were, we were as high as six where it fell. Didn't take too much at six, luckily. Um, but there was a lot of money coming back, all the way back down to three and a half today. So 
Cowboy was a good result for us. Uh, let's see. Another good result for us was the uh, the Patriots uh, was not a good result for us. That was another one that the public got to. But Panthers were, uh, Browns were, Vikings were, um, Titans certainly were. Um, so there were a lot of games went our way. Johnny, uh, Matt and I opened the show talking about the Packers and Dolphins on Sunday uh, in, in Green Bay. I saw a lot of shops before I came down here today to do the show that about 60-65% of the tickets were on the Packers on the road in this game. Is that the case with you guys, and are you surprised at all that the Packers, as bad as they were before beating a couple of weak teams, are getting the kind of action they are thus far? Yeah, but no, because the public's not seeing it as – a couple of weak teams. The public seeing it as a Green Bay team who is just starting to play better football, uh, and I'm getting them at a plus. They're going to bet them on the money line also. Um, but you know, they're the, the public looks one way at games, and sharp handicappers look at another way at sure. the games. And so, um, and that's great for for bookmakers. That's the way we like it. You know, we'd like to have uh, both sides being played and. There's going to be certainly Miami action on this from the Sharps. What's your opinion? Do you think uh, which side do you think is right? Because uh, it's interesting. You're looking at a Dolphins team on a three-game losing streak, and the Packers won two in a row. But when you beat the Bears and the Rams, what do you really? What type of statement do you really make? I mean, have the Packers proven anything to you yet? Uh, they haven't, Matt. But I don't like teams that are losing either. I mean, when teams are losing, if you think they're turning around, it usually takes a while to turn around. Case in point is Tennessee Titans. I mean, they just thought that they were going to be able to, uh, you know, win at home in a, in a key game for the division today, and they just they just don't have it. And some teams won't have it this year, um, and they won't have it down the stretch for sure. DraftKings get as high as minus 6.5 on the Dolphins, and uh, currently at 3.5 in the total – not doing, not move, moving much. It has uh, opened around forty-eight and up to forty-nine and a half on uh, that game on a Christmas morning type of game. Johnny talking about the Packers Dolphins, and that's going to be morning on the West Coast where we are. Uh, what type of handle do you expect on a game like that? You know, Matt, uh, I was asked about what the handle would be on these games for Christmas Eve, and um, I don't think the holiday takes away from the NFL handle for us at DraftKings being through, you know, around the country in 22 states, soon to be 23 in Ohio on January 1st. Um, and I think tomorrow's games will be good handle also. I mean, 10 o'clock, you're by the Christmas morning, you're by the uh, opening of the presents here on the West Coast, the East Coast, they've already had dinner. So, uh, you know, I think there's going to be good action all day long on all three games. i got to ask you for personal reasons real quick, one particular game, Johnny, and it might not get a lot of – uh, people who are casual fans of the game just like to watch football, but it's got my interest. It's the Broncos game, and I've seen anywhere, again, from like 65 to 70% of the tickets, different shops. On Denver, any chance that we get a three-and-a-half out of this game that it goes up? Oh, boy, the Rams have been struggling so much, but the, it's not like the Broncos have been setting the world on fire, so I, I would doubt it. Um, you know, I can't – the Broncos should – not be more than three over anybody. If they played, you know, if they played a team like uh, Houston, I don't know if they'd be more than three. So um, they're just not, neither one of these teams are playing well this year. And it's, it's really not a good game, but it's going to be an isolated game. So it's going to be bet 
And same with the late game. The Cardinals have been terrible, and the Bucks are struggling, but it's going to take action. It's a 520 start here, 820 on the East Coast. Uh, Tom Brady and crew always draws a crowd. Broncos open pick at DraftKings up to minus three, and a total uh, not much movement there either from 35 to 36 and a half. What about the Buccaneers and Tom Brady? One ten and one against the spread in the last 12. They allowed the Bengals to score 34 consecutive points last week. One of the worst third quarters you're ever going to see with uh, four turnovers and a failed fake punt. It was just a comedy of errors. Uh, do the Bucks deserve to be seven-and-a-half-point favorites against Arizona, even with the Cardinals starting a third-string uh, quarterback, Johnny? Uh, McSorley, we remember him from Penn, Penn State. State. Pretty, yeah. good quarter- pretty good quarterback in, at Penn State, but you know, not sure that uh, this, this NFL is the right game for him. I don't know that, Matt. I think Tom Brady, even though he shows times he can throw the football, I think he's done. And I think he was done after last year, and I think he should have called it quits. Mm. Um, he can't run. Uh, you know, and if the guys could actually hammer him, which, you know, there's all kinds of rules about hitting the quarterback, and they've all been derived around Tom Brady. Um, but he's still healthy, and he's takes care of himself, but he just doesn't have it anymore. Johnny, Monday Night Football, we've got the Chargers at the Colts. The Colts off the historic loss last week, so it'll be interesting to see how they rebound and react uh, to what happened to them. Of course, they're switching quarterbacks here, but as far as the Chargers are concerned, we almost have a, a steadfast rule up here at uh, Sunday Bet Prep, where if the Chargers are laying, we're normally taking or passing. How's the betting been on this Monday Night Football game thus far, and where do you see it going? Scott, you know, the Chargers, not so much the new regime of the Chargers, but the old regime with Phillip Rivers, they have haunted so many people for so many years uh, <laughs> and just cost them money. So I don't know if it carries over to this team. I think this is a, uh, a better team, a better run team. I think this team will uh, do well in the future. But, you know, laying points in a game like this, the Colts are just – after last week, they got to be shell shocked. That was their best offensive output of the year. They don't get home. I don't know. This you, you either got to bet the Chargers or you can't bet the game. And maybe it's a money line play. Do you think it'll make a difference for the Colts going to Nick Foles at quarterback, or are they just uh, basically uh, rearranging furniture? And it's, it's not going to make much of a difference for the Colts. Well, just Saturday has no idea what he's doing, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, you know, you take you score thirty something points, you take your quarterback out because because you fell apart and your defense cost you the game. So uh, I, I think I think Saturday's coaching is going to be short lived. Uh, you know, I think he's he's got a couple more games left. I don't. This is a game that is so difficult. I mean, a, a team especially like the Colts are so difficult to figure out right. this year. They were expecting to you know contend for the division, win at least nine games. They. Matty Ice is another one who maybe the game has passed him by also. So it's it's not a team I could figure out with Foles, without Foles, with anybody. I just don't know. <laughs> you know, I thought after they blew the uh, the Colts blew the 33-0 lead last week that Jeff Saturday might be the first interim coach fired. <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't happen. All right, Johnny, have a great game of Family Feud tonight, and uh, have a great Christmas. Appreciate it. Same to you. Thanks, guys. All right, Johnny Avello of DraftKings. Quick break. We come back. We're going to take a look at the primetime games. Again, Bucks, Cardinals, Chargers, Colts. Back here in a couple minutes.
Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, get in the game now with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook and gear up because it's college bowl season. Log in to Bet Rivers every day and receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least. 
$25. BetRivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boost to create the ideal college game day experience. Head to BetRivers.com or download the app today and get in on the action. Once again, BetRivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. All right, it's the Sunday Bet Prep Show. It's a three-hour NFL betting preview. And uh, we're also going to recap some games since uh, week 16. We're in the midst of it uh, right now. But also on the show, we have Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver and VSIN host. Going to talk a little bit about the uh, Broncos and Rams. And then the final hour, Scott Kellen, NFL handicapping specialist, who's regular on this show. Scott has got some plays <clears throat> for Sunday and maybe Monday. I know he's got to play on the Dolphins-Packers game that we're going to talk about. Also, we're going to hear from Chris the Bear Felica and his thoughts on some of the big college football bowl games coming up. All right, Scott Spritzer, we've got uh, four more games to look forward to here in NFL Week 16 and Buccaneers-Cardinals on Christmas night. I think uh, when the schedule makers put this together before the season, they anticipated the Buccaneers at least holding up their end of the bargain. And uh, that has not been the case. This is the worst spread team in the league (laughs) At one ten and one, you and I both got burned by the Buccaneers a week ago. Three and a half point underdogs. Chris Felica, the leader in the Circa Friday Football Invitational, had the Buccaneers as his best bet Ugh. last week. I know a lot of people who were on the Bucks last week. They were up seventeen zero, and before you know it, they're down thirty four seventeen. And you're like, what? What happened? You were watching it. <clears throat> I went back and watched the tape later. I was at the uh, Patriots Raiders game, so I didn't see That's everything right. that was yeah. happening at the time. But I know you were at home watching the game, and it was just a, uh, I said, a comedy of errors in the, in the third quarter, but it was worse than that, wasn't it? It was just mistake after mistake, yeah. mental, physical, everything you could talk about. You know, they finally scored 23 points, and they give up 34 after having that 17 nothing lead. But it was. It was decision-making I thought was bad. I, I, don't, I don't bag Tom Brady too much. It's kind of hard to do that when the guy's got rings all over both hands when it comes to winning Super Bowls in the career that he's had. I, I am a Tom Brady fan. Uh, but even some of the decision-making by Brady I thought was questionable. And it was one of those games where I didn't see where he could be yelling a lot at other players because I thought he made enough of the mistakes himself. So it was tough to watch, man. I got to tell you, you know, once you could see things slipping away, it was time to – I wasn't doing any in-game betting on that game. It was time to watch some other games because you could just see it slipping away. And I'm not one of those guys who likes to sit there and be a glutton for punishment (laughs) if I know my team's falling apart. You know, look at Dallas today, you know, on Saturday afternoon. There's another game, final two minutes. It just felt impossible. They, they were going to have a chance to to cover that spread, so I, I tune into something else that's got a chance to be decided on in the final couple of minutes. Same thing I did with Tampa Bay. Got tired of watching it. I thought their defense was weak. I thought the offense didn't give the defense any chance after building that early lead by the mistakes they made. And it became now, it was like a situation where, and I think you texted this to me also during the Raiders game uh, that you were at, that I can never play this game again. And I, I try my best not to prejudice myself against a team. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've got three or four weeks to go, three or four games to go, because you might like the situation there in the next week, but my gosh, now you got to lay seven, seven and a half on the road with this Tampa Bay team that might not even score 10 points on offense. They might need some help. So we could talk about this game a little bit. I'm looking at Arizona. I'm like, I don't know how they're going to do anything either. You've got no offensive line coach. He got fired. Uh, you've got uh, basically no running game coordinator. It's the same guy. Uh, speaking of uh, Kugler, who got fired a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they got the tight end coach in Natkin, who's doubling as the O-line coach. You know, and then you've got a guy like uh, Kingsbury, who is, gosh, I'm going to say I rate him lower than I uh, uh, 
uh, rate the Tampa Bay coaching staff. And I've talked about them a few times. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tampa Bay is getting away with murder with this coaching staff. That's pretty bad. And, and so <laughs> I don't even know if Kingsbury matches up to that. It's just a really ugly game. I avoided it. I stuck to my guns and said, I'm not playing Tampa Bay anymore this season. Well, we still got a couple of the games after this, but I didn't play them this week. Tampa Bay's got all those injuries on defense. And Vita Vea, of course, the biggest injury, been out for a couple of weeks now. Hand the ball to James Conner if we're Arizona. My gosh. Yeah. You know, last week they didn't give him the ball enough in the context of the game. I mean, it was 10 to 9 at the half, that Arizona game. I think Connor got like, I don't want to get 12, 14 carries. That was it. And they end up losing the game and they're down by one. So there wasn't a situation where they had to stop running the football. And I just thought that was crazy. So, I mean, give Connor the ball 20, 25 times and you should be able to move it on the ground, make things a little bit easier for McSorley through the year if he has to put the ball up 15, 20 times in this game, because I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be able to stop the running game if that's where Arizona focuses. And if Tampa Bay does slow the running game, it's because they're bringing in some extra guys. They're cheating a little bit uh, as far as trying to stop the run, which leaves them open to maybe some short passing, some play action. So that's my thoughts. I decided to pass. Uh, my first initial mm -hmm. thought, taking the emotion out of it, Matt, was I'm going to lay the points with, uh, with uh, Tampa Bay. And then I just said, that's it. No, I'm not going to say that. I no, can't believe I got that sentence out of my mouth, and I decided to pass the football game. Well, someone asked me how to bet this game a couple days ago because he wanted action on Christmas night. Right. How can I bet it? I said, put the bucks on a teaser. There you go. That's, Knock it down yeah. to minus one and a half. As scary as it is, it's still a bucks. <laughs> bet the bucks to win. You got some action on the game. Kick back. You don't have to sweat out laying seven or seven and a half. And they should be able to win this game with Trace McSorley at quarterback against a Cliff Kingsbury coach team. Yeah. I've been surprised that the Buccaneers' defense has not been better. Sure. And, uh, now, last week was a bit of an aberration because the offense put the defense in so many bad situations. Right. But if you go back to last week's game, <clears throat> the Buccaneers scored on Tom Brady's second touchdown pass with 139 to go before the half to go up 17-0. Scott, they did not score again until a garbage <laughs> touchdown with 50 seconds left. How is that possible? I don't know, man. Huh? It's, it, it was so And this pathetic. happens week after week right. after week with the Buccaneers. We've seen many times throughout the course of this season where they've had like one really good drive and a, early on in the game, first couple of quarters, and then nothing else the rest of the game. Yeah. It, it's just crazy. They're poorly coached. They're kind of running an offense that doesn't fit what Brady does best. You know, you've got a really good running back who can't find any opening holes when he's healthy uh, to run the football. And by the way, I was kind of jogging the memory here. He ran 15 or 16 times last week, Connor which is about eight times too few when it comes to being in a one-point game going into the second half. He did. Yeah. And so that's the situation here is I think they got to run them a lot. But you're right. I mean, I, I don't even know if I'd recommend laying the, a point, point and a half with the Buccaneers on a teaser. I mean, that's just a scary, <laughs> scary thought of having to ride Tampa Bay again. I say, if, you have to have action, if you way, have to, if you have, to have action, yeah, if yeah. you really want to have action, that's the only way I could recommend sure. it. That's it. Yep. But I also know a uh, sharp better. He guy's pretty good in the NFL, and he told me three weeks ago, the Buccaneers will not win another game this season. Hmm. Well, might be right. <laughs> so we'll see. If you can't win this game, <laughs> you're probably not going to win another game. They're 4-8 they're and, and starting 2-0. Mm -hmm. The four wins came by a grand total of 15 points. Yeah. You know, 1, 5, 3, and 6. Those were the uh, the point totals they won by, the differentials. And so I, you know, I, I can't even play them on a teaser. Buccaneers uh, opened 5 up to minus 7.5, and, and that's here at Circa. If you look at the Buccaneers' last nine games, they are three and six. Two of those are miracle wins. Right. They could easily be one and eight yeah. in the last nine. Come on, Brady. Bring him out to Vegas. Those were two yeah. miracle wins. I know you. You're right. All right. Uh, let's move on and uh, talk about the 
or game on Monday night. Once again, the Chargers and the Colts. And I was trying to decide on a on a fifth play this week, and I just can't resist fading the Chargers <laughs> every time they're favorites. And I don't care how bad the Colts looked, blowing that 33-0 lead last week. If you actually go back and watch it, I guess you can kind of build a case and say, Look at the positives of what the Colts did right, building the 33-point lead, right? Well, that's the thing. I mean, Nick Foles gets deemed the starter. Yeah. Listen, poor Matt Ryan, the guy's got the greatest Super Bowl comeback. He was on the wrong side. And now, of course, last week, uh, up 33 to nothing. <laughs> Biggest but, collapse in NFL history. Yeah. And I could blame him a little bit more, put a little bit more of the blame on him for the Super Bowl collapse. But come on, last week, that was a total team job there, starting oh, yeah. right at the top. No doubt. As Johnny Avello said, now, Jeff Saturday doesn't know what he's doing, and I might have texted this to you and a few other people, and I'm not the only one. This is what you get, say when you hire a guy who's never coached a game before. He was clueless when adjustments started to happen. He was clueless uh, when breaks started going against him. He didn't make any changes, any moves, because that's not what he does. And bottom line is, you end up losing that football game. So let's bring in Nick Foles, and I wrote down a couple of his numbers here because I was trying to see, you know, it, it feels weird that Nick Foles has thrown, what, one pass in the last two years? You know, he doesn't yes. start games, yeah. you know, for a couple of years now. I think he's probably even as far as their chances with Matt Ryan out there. We'll see early on in this game. I understand why folks are betting the Chargers. I get it. I can't do it. We ended up using the Indianapolis Colts on our card as our final of the five plays also, Matt. And I see all those tickets on the Chargers, but I just can't pull the trigger on the Chargers when they're laying points, whether it be home or away. So, it's a scary play on Indianapolis, but I feel like you know we're going to be going against a lot of public action here, which doesn't make me feel too bad. Uh, this morning on the Lombardi line, I was on with Michael Lombardi, and he said, remember last year when the Chargers needed to win to get to the playoffs, and they went to Houston and got blown sure. out by the Texans. Right. Right? The Chargers, they tend to uh, come up flat in spots like this uh, when they're favored. All right, let's take a break. We come back. Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, v analyst is going to join us, and we're going to talk more about the Broncos-Rams game in hour number two. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.